This episode of Ed is brought to you by the Edmonton Community Foundation. They act as a bridge between donors and charities to create a strong, vibrant community for generations to come. You can start an endowment fund yourself or with a group. Once it reaches $10,000, it can start distributing funds. Vital Signs is an annual checkup conducted by the Edmonton Community Foundation in partnership with Edmonton Social Planning Council to measure how the community is doing. The 2022 report focuses on systemic racism in Edmonton. If you'd like to learn more, you can go to ecfoundation.org. That's ecfoundation.org. Welcome, unprofessionals, to a bradtastic episode of <laughs> Unprofessional Development. I am your co-host, Jay Lawrence. And I'm Mealy. And we have with us good old um, Brad Scheffler. Um, so, um, I don't know, kind of like, uh, I don't know, uh, Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci. Our, our paths seem to have crossed many times in, in, in various um, forms. So, um, Brad has been part of a group chat of um, edu podcasters on um, Twitter. He has been on multiple um, episodes of edu Podlooza. He has um, like a um, a bromance with Shane that goes back <laughs> many years. Um, he has like had Shane at his house. Um, so um, so many things to say. He's been a teacher, a principal, a uh, I don't know all sorts of things. I imagine I, I barely I barely know half the things I've been anymore. Exactly, I don't have a clue. <laughs> yes, he's 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 been a host of at least two podcasts, if not more. Right? How many total yeah, podcasts? Two. Two. I, one of them I was very short lived, but it it would happen. It did happen. Okay. Alrighty. So anyway, Brad. First of all, welcome. Glad you're here. We're gonna have a good time. Um, and so the first thing we like to ask our guests these days is um. What does education and being an educator mean to you? Um, I take anti-anxiety meds on a regular. That's what that <laughs> means. Um, <laughs> uh, no. So, uh, yeah, one small correction. I'm an assistant principal, not a principal yet. Working my okay. way. Maybe one day we'll so see. So not a know. real I, principal. Yeah, not a real principal. Okay. I'm not even sure I want to be what I am now, let alone a real principal. <laughs> to make so. a office reference, at least you are the assistant principal, not the assistant to the principal, which is Correct. different. Yes? Correct. Yes. Very so sometimes different. some principals treat their assistants as an, as an assistant to the principal as opposed to an assistant principal. Yeah. Thankfully, not me. That's good. Not my principal. So that's a good thing. Um, yes. Yeah, so what does education mean to me? Um, you know, I, I kind of just, this is lame and cheesy, but it just, it's going... I, my, my thing I keep saying to people right now is my North star is doing what's good for kids. Uh, uh, mm -hmm. you know, and I think that ultimately that's what education should be is what's yes. good for kids. And yeah. sometimes that's, what's good for what they want. Other mm -hmm. times it's not what they want, but what they need. Yeah. Um, sometimes what's best for the kids is a good kick in the pants. That's what they need right now. <laughs> that's good for you. <laughs> I think figuratively, maybe I'm not condoning the actual kicking. Pants of kicking. As long as the kid is not in the pants, it's okay to kick their pants. That's got it. Is that correct? I, that actually is getting into way more dangerous territory. We are <laughs> we are going to just keep on rolling. No, right no. I, I, let's let's take a moment here to acknowledge that uh, these are the opinions of our employers that we're expressing here right now. <laughs> yes, and that you are listening to the Alberta Podcast Network. Okay, oh, nice. 
and it's so also Amelia, fully... how is it getting doubloons? Do you getting paid in doubloons? Is that great? It, it, it's fantastic. I, I I am just wealthy beyond beyond all measure now that I've joined the the Alberta Podcast Network. That's a deep. That's a deep cut, Shane. That's a deep. That that's a very deep cut. And everyone, congratulations for drawing our our audience in like that. Well done. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and I'll say this as well. Like, um, I don't. I, I have no idea even who Alberta is. I've never met her, but I'm glad that she is. Um, well, I mean, Eric Clapton has no idea where she was, right? Like, there's a deep cut. Come on. Oh wow, I don't know that one either. Oh, you don't have me on Alberta, that one. Alberta, where you been so long? No, I know a lot Alberta, of Eric Clapton, but not that, not that one. Is that yeah. like your national song? No, no, our national song or national provincial song would be Alberta Bound. Whatever. Nation. Alberta what? what Alberta Bound. I'm not singing that Alberta one because I don't know what I can do. Alberta oh, Bound is an I am bound for Alberta. God. Who, orig- who originally recorded that? Uh, let me Google it. I don't know. Wow. Hey, speaking of Alberta Bound, we are okay. like we are a hundred percent going okay. the wrong direction at a really yeah, great back, pace. Back to what does education mean to you, uh, Brad? <laughs> right, education. That's what we're here for. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I think that kind of what it is to me is it's it's that north star of doing what's right for kids. Um, it, and a lot of in my role as assistant principal now, it's I feel like I do a lot of what I do is empower teachers to do what's best for kids. Um, I kind of look at my roles as a assistant principal of getting all the other stuff out of the way mm-hmm. so that the teachers have to worry about as little as possible, um, but keeping them from doing what's what's good for kids, for teaching, from making sure they have good relationships with kids and all that kind of stuff. Just making sure they feel empowered to make the right choices that are going to benefit their students. You're hired. Uh-huh. I was going to say, what does that, that, that look like? Like, give me like, give me a, for example, something, something you did oh. to uh, make a teacher's job easier this uh, past week or month. Um, well, one of the things that's been coming up a lot right now, because I live in the lovely state of Florida and our, treme- our tremendous governor. Where, is, where, uh, where, the, where children is their North Star as, as it, well, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, a very specific type of child. Um, <laughs> yes. Let's, yes. You know, a yeah. very, you know, just really Republican white uh, uh, children is pretty much yeah. what their North Star is. Uh-huh. So, so, the, so, 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 oh, sorry, heterosexual white children. You got to get yeah. that, you know. <laughs> Preferably so males. this gendered heterosexual white children is the north star of my governor um the rest so you of- want to help the, so then to help the teachers you just like listen while you're like over the weekend i'm going to take all the books off of your shelf um so you don't have to do that yourself is that is that how you help the teachers you know so i i would make an argument and that's actually where i was going with this but that i would make an argument that um taking the books is not good for kids you know we get again we go to that north star not good for kids to not read <laughs> So instead, what a lot of my focus has been is is really like knowing the law, knowing what it says. And for anybody that doesn't know, my, our governor released a law that uh, basically if a teacher gives a book to a child that is considered lewd or lascivious or pornographic, the teacher directly can be charged with a class three felony. Um, That's nice. Not the school. The teacher directly is mm-hmm. charged with a class three felony. Um, so while my governor is determined to make sure police can't be held accountable for anything, Teachers are directly accountable for everything. It's great. It's wonderful. I feel really, really great about where I live. Um, Go ahead, and then I have a follow-up question about that. Okay, so what I've been working on is really reading the law, understanding the law, knowing what it actually says. And and a lot of what I've been doing is really just bringing down the fear. Um, mm-hmm. So the law is pretty specific, and it would be pretty challenging for a teacher to actually get the felony charge against them um, yeah. there's a there's a process and the parents have to complain and the teacher basically has to say too bad i'm giving it to him anyways which hopefully none of my teachers would do right um 
And so, you know, a lot of the conversations have been, yes, I hear what you're saying, but like the way it's being portrayed is if you don't update this Google list of what books are in your classroom, you get a felony. I'm like, no, that's not what it is. The list is to make sure you don't have any books that could be considered lewd or lascivious. And then, so instead this makes this list, but then, so it just creates chaos and pandemic and, and pandemonium. And I've just been bringing that all down. I'm like, no kids still get to read. Like, mm-hmm. so our County is a lot bluer than the others. And so I was like, listen, there's no way our sheriffs are going to come into our school and put you in handcuffs and walk you out because of a book you gave a kid. No one wants those optics, not in this district. You're good. It's going to be okay. I promise. So I that's did. a lot of what my job has been this last week. Oh my god. That's gosh. what I was going to ask you. Has anyone actually been officially charged with this law? And I'm going to guess as of yet, no one has been convicted. Um, so no one's been charged yet because it's not all fully in effect. There's a rollout. Okay. Time, there's a rollout timeline. Um, so like I think we have till the end of the school year to get the list of books publicly available to, mm-hmm. parent, to parents. Um, so I think we have till the end of the school year to do that, or maybe it's by the beginning and our district wants to have time over the summer to review them, whatever. So we right. have like a, a time a deadline to get these lists publicly available, and then at that point is when you would sort of have some of those things come into play. What what even? I'm scared to ask. I, by the way, y'all are all listening to this, but watching Shane's face <laughs> while I told all that story was kind of the great, like, he literally could not close his mouth. It was just, I'm just, I'm, just... I'm, I am gobsmacked. I absolutely am. I, I, I mean, every episode, me, I say this, like every episode, somebody says something about the American system. They're just, they're, I'm, they're, glad I can, I'm glad I can contribute to that. It came early mm-hmm. this time. I'm surprised. Usually it takes a little while, but, um, that's what she says. But what what I'm I'm scared to ask, but like what actually you know, in broad terms, what counts as lewd or lascivious? Like, can you give me an example of like some books? And, and then you, nope. and then I can just nope, nope, I can't because there isn't a list. There is that is the there's like a that is the description. So essentially, the parent wow. gets to decide. The parent gets to personally decide what is considered. Uh, I don't know if the exact phrase is lewd or lascivious. It's like lascivious, pornographic, and then there's one other term that I mean I looked up earlier and I forgot. But there's like three terms that it, three categories that qualify as violations, and so that's it. Yeah. That is, <laughs> I mean, why am I surprised? Right? There's, let's just make this really broad and non-specific so that we can just enable people who like to panic and get angry about dumb stuff yeah. to yep. really just you know throw teachers in jail. Yeah, solving problems uh, that don't exist. We're really good. We're really good at solving problems that don't exist. I, I would say I would go so far as to say creating new problems. Yes, more than anything. Yes, yeah. But but creating problems for teachers, they don't care about that. That's that's their job. It's fine. Wow, we teachers yeah. can manage. They'll yeah. be fine. So where would you yeah. rather be in this situation? Would you rather be a teacher right now, or would you rather be in the admin position? So in that specific scenario, yeah, that, um, it, I, it's it's probably for the best that I'm not a teacher um, <laughs> because I like to kick hornets' nests. It's just like mm-hmm. a path. It's just a pastime of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, so so I think that I would probably be finding the line. Now there are other counties that have banned books lists already. Yeah. Um, so I think I would probably be taking their banned book lists and using those as the class reading. I would. That's probably what I would be doing. Um, <laughs> and so. I, I, I think it's for the best I'm in an admin position where I can't directly make that choice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I think I'd probably be there with you, Brad. I, I remember in my early teaching days, um, our, our librarian was, um, like we, we don't have any sort of rules or anything like that, but like she, she would go through books and like 
every what single I know book about Canada library. is it's like basically the Wild West. There's no rules. It's... There's no rules, none at all. No, but she would go mm-hmm. through all these books with with like a sharpie and like scratch out the naughty words or whatever else. Uh, and and nice. I had I had a class that I was teaching Aunt Dyer Van Frank. Like this was years and years and years ago. And one of my students comes up and she's like, "There's a couple of pages missing." I'm like, "Oh, that's weird." Well, here's here you know, I'll I'll switch you books. Here's another one. And she's like, "Same pages are missing. It like literally been like torn out of the book." And so I went online. I, f- I found, you know, a, a complete copy of the of the book online, just in text format. And it's a couple of pages where she's like talking about where she had kissed another girl and she's wondering about her sexuality. And they ripped the- mm-hmm. I was so mad. I actually went, copied the text off the site, printed it out, gave it to my kids. And they're like, here, this is the part that's missing. Oh, this is- <laughs> I think so I would have gone the next step of reattaching it into every copy of the book in the yes. library. Well, eight and a half by back. 11 doesn't fit so well inside of a ring. I was, fair, I fair, was just, it was, it was an act of like indignant. Um, <laughs> anger and so yeah I just yeah. anyway so I would be right there with you Brad I'd be like nope let's let's uh, let's kick this hornet's nest but anyway huh. see yeah I, well I'm like rebellious I'm I guess sometimes I'm over the top rebellious but a lot of times I'm a little more like on the sly um, rebellious so, so like, you're I, like I, hey I try kids, not to like psst, hey kids here's Here's some quadratic equations. Don't tell mom and yeah. dad. <laughs> right, right. And I guess I'm now putting this out on, on on a podcast. But but um, so we had like um, we have a policy that's in that's in North Carolina now that if you um, miss ten more than ten days, that you um, can fail the class. Like you are, it is still up to teacher discretion. But over but eleven absences is justification for failing the class. And there are teachers who um. Well, I do not agree with who think this is awesome because they think that that teaches kids responsibility. Whereas I think that um, your grade should reflect your level of, of mastery, you know, of of the class. Uh-huh. And so then the funny thing is, so because this is a thing, then they create this other thing, which is equally or probably even more horrible. So a kid has missed um, um, 12 days. But what you can do is you can recover the time which means that you come after school and sit in a classroom or a library for um, 45 minutes or an hour and a half, and then we document that so that you get the quote-unquote seat time. With no instruction? So they're like, oh, well, they should be working on stuff for that class that they missed is like supposedly happening, but and there's like a teacher that's supervising them, and I'm not faulting this person. I just know what's going to happen. So it was done in our library, right? So there's anywhere from 20 to 100 kids there as it gets later in the in the semester. And I'm sure the teacher does a one-time walk around and say, hey, are you working on this or doing this? And maybe they're making them put their phones away. Maybe they're not. I never went to actually observe it. But basically at that point then, the, that teacher gets their name and their student ID number fills out a form and says, which is the teacher that you're making this up for? And then they do that. Now, as an individual teacher, they could stay with me as well, right? And so all I did was, um, Kate has like 13 absences in my class. And I come, I go, okay, you know, and where, where they are in the grades, it could be anywhere from, from you know, not getting into the whole ungrading topic, because that's another, what we're going down, but where they are, you know, in level of mastery is anywhere from like, you know, novice to, to, to um, accomplished, but it doesn't matter to me. I'm like, do you want to stay after school? No. I'm like, I don't want to stay after school either. I'm <laughs> like, 
how about we fill out this Google form that says you stayed after okay. school? And I won't say anything about it if you don't say anything about it. And we'll just pretend you stayed after school today. And they're like, that wow. sounds good to me. And I'm like, let's go. You know, I click blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I make sure, you know, I'm like, I said, I don't know if anyone's going to go behind me and check. Because when you fill out that form, it goes to this spreadsheet, right? And when the spreadsheet was done at the end of the semester, because of the kids that stay at the library and with individuals and because of the size of my school, there was over 5,000 rows on this spreadsheet. At which point it became insane and they and admin didn't want to deal with it. And they said, hey, teachers, it's up to you to find out if the kid made up the time or didn't made up the time. That's we're not going to we're not going to go behind you and make sure that the kids failed who missed X amount of days. Now, I was hoping they wouldn't be able to figure this out. But my friend who actually is helping out with the spreadsheet because she's very tech friendly did organize it by name because in the beginning it was just chronological and if you wanted to find out if ralph had made up time you would literally have i mean there's control f but it was going to take a while for you to like figure out when and if <laughs> ralph had stayed after school you know and now it had him all in one in one place but no it was just oh so, so that's, wait this is 10 days per quarter or per, per semester, semester. For, yeah our class oh, and we have, wow. we have we have semester classes yeah that that yeah. is that is insane I just want to point that out. That is absolutely it, it is. This it whole is. episode is insane. This this is just it's, it's, nothing it's, it's but the, it's the entire district. My son, who is a senior, now uses those ten days like PTO time, which makes sense. I probably would too. He's, he's like, okay, I'm gonna pick. So this day, I'm just gonna take that day off because I know not much is happening at school, but I know I can only not go to school ten times. So I like, I'm gonna go to school today, even though blah 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 because i'm not willing to like there's kids like that that use it judiciously we have um um early release days that that are um pto yep, pay time off time off pay, pay time off yeah. oh i i typed yeah. pto but it it corrected it to pro okay <laughs> okay so pay time off so oh, um, okay okay yeah so he'll be like oh well like and some kids are like then then there's the debate for with certain kids it's hysterical so Wednesday is going to be um, an early release day, right? Should I not come into school because I know we're not going to be doing anything? Or should I like, oh, I'm not going to burn one of my 10 on a half day. I'm going to use it on a whole day, right? Because I only have 10 of these. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's, that's, that's nuts. That's nuts. That's what that is. Welcome to America. Yeah. With our <laughs> teachers in my school who were like, when when they said that you could fail kids for being absent more than ten days in the in the um, faculty meeting at the beginning of school, applauded. Yeah, that sounds right. Those teachers should all have have all they clearly misjudged the date of their retirement. At which point, <laughs> I shouted to a room of two hundred people. So this is where I'm not low key. You know, I'm like, you just applauded a kid failing a class like what is wrong with you you know <laughs> they definitely don't have their north star aligned that's for sure like, they're not, they're well, not they, doing they, what's best they have for a kids. north star it's just you know like not you said, in, it's not in the right place it's probably <laughs> retirement <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> yep. wow. Oh, wow 
Yeah, yeah, it's it's good times. It's good times. So, um, so Brad, right. how do you how do you deal with like? I mean, okay, this this is we've kind of been building. I, told you, I take drugs. I take anti anxiety meds. That's what I, that's how I deal. <laughs> and anti anxiety. I'm doing air quotes. So anti anxiety uh-huh. yeah. meds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. Is that yes. really is that really the key to success? I mean, and you know, honestly, like you know, like coming down to earth here, like totally real. I mean, that is like a valid, you know, it's a valid thing that that you know you have to control your anxiety in you know in whatever yeah, way. I, I mean, I, so you know, Mealy mentioned at the beginning at one point I ran a podcast. I mean, I was in two, but in my personal podcast, I ran for a long time about education. I did a whole episode about mental health and my personal mental health journey. Um, and so yes, as as I was entering into this admin position. My it also happened to be the pandemic, so it was a combination of factors that led into uh, some really nasty mental health moments for me. He went into some dark places there, um, but yeah, truthfully, I do have to take medicine. Um, and I, I, at my, I, I switched school. I was te- I was moved in our district. As an assistant principal, you can get moved whenever they want. They just sort of call you and say, "Hey, you work at this school now." <laughs> and um, yeah. so I got that call right at uh, right, basically right at Thanksgiving break. This you know, so three months ago. And I was shifted schools. But before that, the school I was at previously, um, the stress and the just the importance of everything we did, the speed, the pace, the like constancy of it, I, I had literally doubled up my anti-anxiety medicine. I had talked to my therapist. Wow. And I had doubled my meds, like quite literally. Um, and, and it's not through the fault of any particular person on that campus. It's just that's the it's the school it was, the way the kids are. Like, I mean, it was just the stuff that went with it. Everything we did really, really mattered. And it was hard to sort of let that go. Um but then switching schools, now I'm at a different school, very different, very different population, very different clientele, very different needs um, for the school, and now I'm off my anti-anxiety meds. So you know, nice. I mean, I still take the antidepressant, but that's just going to happen. But they, you know, I'm off of that now. So it's it truly is the job itself, you know. And I, I had to talk to my therapist about that. She's like, "So you're off the meds?" I was like, "Yeah, I just I pretty much just stopped taking them. I, you know, it wasn't intentional. I forgotten I'm on a trip or whatever." She's like, and, and nothing, like, you think it was just the job that changed? You go, yeah, no, literally nothing else has changed. Just the job. But that's <laughs> it. That's the only thing that changed. And I went from doubling my meds to taking them off entirely. So, yeah, sad. But, I mean, that that is the reality of what that job can be sometimes. I actually I actually had a teacher ask me um, in a, pre, in a we do pre-conferences before our formal observations. And so mm-hmm. I had a teacher ask me in a pre-conference last week, you know, do you do you wish you were still in the classroom or do you prefer what you're doing now? And I was like, honestly, there's been about a hundred times in the last six months that I've said to my principal, just put me back in a classroom. Like, mm-hmm. I, like it's not that I necessarily really, really want to do that. I, I do. I think what I do matters most days. Um, but I would not be upset at all to go back to the classroom. I, I would like, I, I say this jokingly with my principal, like I'd be the best teacher on this campus, not because I'm actually a great teacher, but because I would turn all my stuff in on time. I wouldn't mm-hmm. argue when you ask me to do something like I know the crap that teachers do that make our jobs so much harder sometimes. And it's a, yes. small, it's a small number. Don't get me wrong. It's like 5% tops, but that 5% makes up a lot of my time. And so I would just, I would go to every meeting you needed me to do. I'd fill yes. out every form you needed me to fill out. <laughs> and then I would just sit and teach. At the time, it was a, a computer science class. I said, I would just sit and I would teach these kids HTML and I would love every second of it. Like, seriously, just put me back. Yeah. Uh-huh. I will say this, kind of related to what we've been talking about. If you're going to be the teacher that posts the band um, list, right? If you're going to be the teacher who's going to do stuff that is outside the box that might like cause principals um some issues 
like, and I, I've, I've adopted this philosophy, I think it's smart, then you need to fill out the forms, take your attendance, go to the meetings, do all the, like, the stupid, annoying stuff that, like, can cause annoyance to admin when they have to go chase someone around to do that. So they go, okay, you don't, you want, you don't want to be on the radar, um, yep. that way, yep. you know? So kind of like do that. You know, I always, I always, uh, make this joke back, back in my, my wild and crazy days, um, that if there was something shady going on in the car, let's say we had some, as, as the kids call them, left-handed cigarettes were in the car, right? Then we made <laughs> sure that we drove the speed limit. And we made sure that the license and the inspection and all of that was up to date. Because yep. that way we're not we're not like not, we're not doing that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. And then, you know, so that so it so you kind of kind of pick where you want to um go outside the box and pick. I'm where really you glad that this episode also includes instructions for how kids can get away from smoking in their cars. I think that's really valuable PD right there. It's it's, <laughs> it's we my friends and I when we were younger we had the, the term was just smart stupid right. Like be smart, yes. stupid. It's like when yeah. we used to, you know, drive our cars like idiots. You know, we'd have like, you know, drag races and stuff, but we'd have spotters with radios, you know, yeah. checking the road, right. you know, watching for cops, watching for people. And then, you know, right. we're all I know still this alive. isn't really my job, but I do this all the time with kids. I'm like, I'll, drag I'll race with kids. kids? Yeah, drag race all the time. We, <laughs> we do it right in the middle of the courtyard. Um, but so... But no, I, I tell them all the time, like, I'll catch two kids skipping in the bathroom in my hallway. I'm like, guys. The assistant principal over discipline, his office is in this hallway. You can't skip here. Like, skip somewhere else. Like, you can't. <laughs> yes. Just dumb. Like, come on, guys. Like, what are you thinking? Oh, you the know? lack of the lack of planning with some kids is just is it is astounding. It's like I I get the impulse, yeah, that you want to maybe skip a class. But yes, it's like, don't if you're gonna skip, like leave. Don't don't walk the hallways. No, it's, yeah, it's it's amazing. Or the the one that happened yesterday, actually, is you know, you, we go, we do a bathroom sweep and we sweep all the bathrooms and the kids leave their backpacks behind because they think if they don't have a backpack, then you think they've been to class and they're just in the bathroom. Nah. So they'll walk out without their backpack, except I'll go, Hey, is this your backpack? And they'll be like, nah, that's not mine. And so I open the backpack, pull the laptop up and I'm like, are you John Davis? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, yeah yeah i'm like all right let's go <laughs> that's the opposite uh, of i'm not to, i'm not late to class my stuff is here that's yeah, the, that's, exactly that's the flip side of that yeah. we, we had kids recently, i love that i didn't too. know th- i didn't know this until, until, until a student told me that like they skipped class and they went to the middle school that they used to attend which is down um down the road and it's like of all places to go like you know, like why? Why would you go there? You know, and I, I don't understand what the what the mentality was. I guess they, they weren't even like going to like see like a former teacher and visit. You know what I mean? They were just gonna like we're just nostalgic. You know, we're all there sometimes. Like, yes. I miss it. I miss yes. school. I guess I, don't. I miss I miss the bathrooms of my middle school. They they so they, they were just hanging out in the bathrooms of a different. School. I don't awesome. understand the impulse to hang out in any bathroom anywhere ever. No, it is beyond me. It is beyond. I like, am. Let's go where people. The like grossest defecate and, and also a high school like, bathroom have you been into a high school student bathroom they are the oh God. grossest oh yeah no I, I i avoid them but every now and then it's kind of a necessity and and yeah nope nope so i i blame stories. i heard a story that yeah tell us a story this wasn't my school but i heard a story 
and I was actually sent a picture of this, but they caught a kid with uh, like a full-on tattoo needle. Like, wow, was doing legitimate tattoos in the bathroom. And I'm like, wow. oh, wait, 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 roll that back. Like, first of all, I guess that's a good life skill. O- entrepreneurial like, spirit right there. I guess. But also, I-, I would question, I question a lot of tattoo shops. Like, is that cleanly enough? Like, is that yes. clean enough to get a tattoo yes. there? And you're doing this inside of a bathroom in a public school? That is the grossest thing. Like, we can't hire enough custodians to keep our campus clean. My room yes. gets vacuumed maybe once a week, but you're going to do this in a bathroom? Oh, that's just, they're, like, that's wow. not safe. That's just... So gross. So that, gross. That is oh. wild. That is wild. Like, like, so, so, like, like I thought I knew all the crazy stuff that happened in bathrooms, and now, and now, there's another one. We're we're we're, we're giving kids tattoos in the bathroom. That the one. That's the, that's why you tuned in, guys, to this podcast. You, that that you will be you sharing that with your. You want the yeah, stories. You'll be you sharing the, that with your friends later. The, the 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 best and worst part of becoming an admin or any sort of non classroom position is getting a radio, um, mm-hmm. having, having the walkie-talkie. It's the best and worst part. So first of all, the, the generally, the walkie-talkie makes my life miserable because it's constantly, like, calling something and I have to go somewhere. Like, my, there's no such thing as planning in my day. I'm right. pull, pulled in a thousand different directions. Right. Yeah. Um, but the good part is some of the times the stuff that's said on a walkie-talkie is absolutely hilarious. Because, like, yes, it's my leadership team that have walkie-talkies, but also... A lot of our clerks and like assistants have walkie talkies because they're in offices. Yeah. And then like yeah. the, the PE coaches also have walkie talkies. And then like okay. our hired outside security guards, like we hi- we contract these security guards. To have, there's just a plethora of people that have mm-hmm. these radios. And sometimes the stuff they say is just amazing. <laughs> uh, like like two weeks ago, I, two weeks ago, we had one that was just like, um, hey, if anybody sees the bunny, it got out and it's on the wrong side of campus now. Yeah, random random okay. body watch out <laughs> like what like i don't I'm, okay if you say so um you know and and, and is that like code for like a certain no it was actually no it was actually a bunny it was an actual okay. bunny had gotten so it's not like the, the eagle has flown the nest that that's nope. it's not nope. yeah no nope. yeah well i mean that reminds me of bunny. one of the first stories you told me brad when we when you were on my show about having to someone radioed about a snake getting loose on campus what's uh-huh yep yep that one was fun because they called for custodial <laughs> they're like they're like they know how to handle get, snakes yeah they're like can we get uh someone from custodial to this building and they're like uh yeah what do you need they're like the snake got out we think it's in this closet <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's great it's amazing. i'm guessing the custodians did not want to deal with is, is this just like a florida thing do all the schools just have little zoos in them or something like what's what i mean I yeah to be fair both of those were things that escaped from our agriculture programs so yes okay. I mean, thank goodness the gator didn't get out you know yeah it makes i was gonna say you do live in a rain no, forest basically the gators just wander naturally they're just part of the the decorations pretty much i mean they're there all the time that's fine you don't worry about that oh my yeah. gosh <laughs> yeah so uh, i want to ask you this so that's that's the thing. So I don't know if this is urban legend or true. Okay, so now we can find out. Maybe it's maybe it happens at some point. Maybe it doesn't. I was told that just like we have um, fire drills and lockdown drills um, at, at most schools, that in Florida, maybe in elementary school, that there is that they teach them um, how to run away from alligators. I, I I am sure there are some teachers that actually do this. Oh, uh, but. The zigzag method is yes. is an old wives' tale. It doesn't yes. actually work. 
It doesn't? No, not particularly. Alligators can't zigzag, I was told. Well, they don't have to zigzag. They run straight, and you are wasting energy running in various directions that are not away from the gator. Like, that's not (laughs) just... No, you change direction. He's always... He can't turn. And you're... you're, you're, Gators can turn. Gators can definitely turn. Ah, okay. (laughs) Um, So... Obviously, we, and we knew this going in that we, they were they were off agenda. That, that's okay. I'm, I'm gonna throw this one out there, and we'll see if and we'll see what sticks. Okay. So, um, what mistake that you've made, either as a teacher or an admin, um, has taught you the most? So, so we love hearing about people messing up. So, yeah. tell us a mistake that taught you something. So, on the one hand, I don't understand the question because I've never made a mistake. <laughs> I don't understand. I've heard other people do that. That's something I've heard. Like, yes. I don't like you heard about running from gators. It's about the same thing. Yes. Um, no, on the other, oh, God, I can't even, I, ah, so many mistakes. Uh, um, trying to think of one that I learned a lot from. I, I made so many mistakes at uh, when I first got this AP job. I was kind of thrown into a position that somebody thought I was qualified for. I was not that somebody. I so you didn't not... you didn't apply or have aspirations or someone. Had... No, so I, so I wanted to become an assistant principal. I had applied for that. Um, I, the the structure is like within the APs. There's no technical hierarchy. All APs at a school are equal, but in reality, there's one particular AP position which is kind of considered the second in command. Like they're mm-hmm. in charge of the big picture stuff. They're in charge of guidance, yeah. student services, and stuff. That's the it's it's that's the tough AP role. They call it an API. So API is like the hard job. Everybody knows it's super stressful. Most APs, if they don't want to be a principal at some point, will say, I never want to be an API. I don't want anything okay. to do with that job. I don't want to do it. Um, so I went from a middle school instructional technology coach at a, at a middle school, and I jumped all the way up to an API at a Title I high school. Again, keep in mind that the answer extra anxiety meds, so that's pretty much why. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, 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 somebody thought I could do the job, and so they threw me into it. And I was like, "All right, here I go. <laughs> like, this is what I do now." <laughs> um, right, and that was tied a little bit to COVID and you having a tech background. Was that, was that a piece of that? Yeah, yeah, okay. pretty much. So I think I had um, somewhat built a reputation of having a tech background and being able to be good with with technology and spreadsheets. And that was really a good part of the API job is data. And so I mm-hmm. think that was, in, in, tr- in all fairness, that's really what it was, is I had, they knew I had the ability to run the data pieces of it. Um, right. But there was a lot I just did not know. Uh, you know, in terms of, I'd worked at a high school, but I'd never been in guidance. I never knew, like, the specifics of the graduation requirements and testing and everything else. Like, there were plenty of mistakes I made. Um, and there was one, okay, I, you know what? This one's coming to me. Uh, when I was, I had just, the school year had just started when my, my first year as an AP and I'd been working there all summer as an AP. So like I had a little bit idea of what was going on, but you know, kids were just starting. And uh, we had started this program with al- like alternative school hours for certain students, basically. So we were taking juniors and seniors who were not on track to graduate, low GPAs, missing credits, whatever. And we were putting them in an, a modified school schedule where essentially they came for the last two periods of the normal school day. Mm-hmm. And they stayed until like six o'clock or seven o'clock at night. Okay. Um, and so we had teachers doing like basically block courses, but it was limited classes. We reduced the number of classes for them. We focused specifically on students who were struggling. And so the idea was that was going to help them bring up their GPAs, um, and get graduation ready. Uh, we didn't necessarily give a lot of choice to kids about assigning for this, at least some of them, because it was like, look, this is your option because otherwise you're not going to graduate. Like you are, this is clearly not working for you. It has not worked for you for three years. We got to try something different. So a lot of kids were not happy 
about being put in this program. And so most of my first two months of the school year were just telling kids, yes, this is your school now. Like you can't get out of it. That's not a choice. Like if you need to, there's got to be meetings and your parents have to come in and meet with the principal and the whole thing. Right? There's a process. Mm-hmm. And they're like, nope, nope. So we're getting all kinds of stories, as you can imagine. Oh, well, I, I, I you know, my grandma can't because she, but, you know, just a million different reasons why they couldn't do this program. Um, and uh, I remember one in particular comes in and he's like, he's like, no, I, he, he came in the morning and he's like, but I, I'm supposed to change my schedule. I need, I need to switch over to the regular schedule. And I'm like, we don't do that. We don't, you know, I'm going into my normal routine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's like, but, but my, but my, my grandma said she'd talk to, talk to us, to an administrator, talk to an administrator about this. And I'm like, no, like they didn't talk to me. I didn't have anything to do with it. Like, nope. Then, and he kept saying they talk to the principal, talk to the principal. And I'm like, all right, well, let's go. We'll walk over to the principal. And he wasn't really arguing with me. He was just really insistent, um, yeah. but he was like being argumentative, argumentative enough. And I was probably having a bad day too, that I was like, no, you're lying. Like you're lying to me. Stop it. Let's go. And I take it to the principal and he's like, no, I didn't talk to this kid. I have no idea what you're talking about. Like I, nothing. I'm like, see, not true. None of this is true. Like I get back to my office and I'm like, ready to call his grandma and he had given me his name and then he gave me i was like all right what's your last name and he gives me his full name again and I, he had told me but i you know i typed it in and i looked at it and i go correct um <laughs> so I, I don't remember the kid's name but listen uh jeremy uh yeah i did talk to your grandma <laughs> now I remember. and uh i definitely forgot to write it down and now, you know what? I really messed up. And like at this point, he's t- called his grandma and told them that I'm calling him a liar. The grandma's going back. I'm like, man, oh this lady's God. really sticking to a story. And I'm like, oh my God, I messed up. <laughs> and I'm like, and they go, all right, dude, you know what? I am, I'm way wrong. I owe you one. At some point this year, you come on back and tell me you need something. And if I can make it happen, I owe you one. I called the grandma right then. I was like, ma'am, I am so sorry. I like, this is entirely on me. He's been very kind about it. Like, I'm just, I'm my bad. I totally forgot. And now I, I'm with it, whatever, you know, whatever. So, uh, it taught me oh. that I needed to maybe take a breath. Even if I'm not getting angry, I need to like really consider and think back. And also that I was doing too many things and needed yep. to probably pare down how much I was doing in a given day. Um, he did come back by the way. He did yep. come back for a favor. He needed uh-huh. He wanted a class changed, um, and we normally like don't change classes. And he didn't have a great reason for it. I mean, it was a fine, it was a reason, but it wasn't a good one. And I was like, "All right, you sure this is what you want to use your one on?" Because I told you you got one. This is what you want to use it on. He's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "All right, come on, we'll go get that schedule changed, Chuck. Let's do it." Nice. Like, right, that's your one. We're even now. We're even. And he's like, "All right." <laughs> nice. Oh, nice. That, that is good. I mean, I good. we've all been there though. I've done the same kind of thing. I can't recall like a specific incident, but I know there's been times where I've been like, "No way, that." You're, that's a gar- bunch of garbage. That's a little hilly or whatever. And then realizing like, no, we actually have had a conversation about this and I completely forgot. And yeah. And it just, you just kind of stand there, you know, looking like an idiot for a minute and you're like, okay. But I mean, my bad. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. Yes. But I mean, that's the thing. I mean, honestly, that's the, you know, if you want to know like really quickly, what's the difference between like a good teacher and a bad teacher, <laughs> you know, is, is the bad teacher is just like, they'll just bury it. It's like, nope, didn't happen. I'm right. You're yeah. wrong. Like, and I, I mean, I've, you know, I was seeing that kind of thing before. And it's like, no, that's not how this is. You know, the good teacher at least says, I'm sorry. Yeah. Right. Like, listen, yeah. I'm you. I'm human. I screwed up. My bad. Yep. 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 I did this to, um, to help my, some, uh, some of my irresponsibility one, one, um, semester. Cause I was really bad at, um, 
getting stuff graded or in Canada, they say marked or anyway. And I, my turnaround time was getting um, too long. You know what I mean? I, I, I like to be within, you know, um, at, if not during the week that you turn it in by the Monday that, that um, after, after the weekend would be my goal. And, but, um, so that I told my one class that I had like struggled with like for, for a quarter and everything's like taken forever. I said, here's the deal. Okay. I'm making this deal with you. Okay. I now have five days from the time you turn something in and it's like the opposite of a late policy. I'm going to give you 10 points extra for, um, every day after that, you know what I mean? Whoa. Adding points for your own lateness. That's good. Right. At which point no one was bugging me about getting stuff great. And they like completely <laughs> are like, oh, let's ask him for it. Oh my god! Like, open. They're like, okay, I hope he forgets. I hope he forgets. I need that point. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's awesome. Good one. Uh, okay. So, Brad, you have become an administrator. What's what? I mean, I've witnessed you become a much um, crustier, angry person since you've become <laughs> an admin. But I mean, what's changed for you? Like, as you're still an educator, you know, not a real one, but you know, kind of with being admin. Yes. And stuff. But but I mean, Ouch. what's Ouch. Ah, okay. ah, sorry. Cool. No, cool. I, no passive aggression here. It's all good. Um, <laughs> what, no, but I mean, honestly, what has changed for you as an educator? You know, in the last couple of years, you know, having made that transition. So. First of all, I don't know that I appreciate being called older and crustier. I'm not sure right. how I feel about that. I call it like I see it, man. Uh, listen, there you go. Um, <laughs> that's what I get for venting to Shane Lawrence. Is he just hears all my dirty laundry out there. <laughs> um, <laughs> I do not keep um, a phone record, Brad. It's all good. It's all forgotten. <laughs> what's uh, what's changed? I, I I think the perspective changes, and I, and I know that's you know hard. It, it's kind of obvious, but. That idea that, you know, one of the things that people say all the time is like, oh, they've been an administrator so long, they're out of touch. They don't get it. They don't understand. Um, and in my experience, that does happen. Don't get me wrong. There are definitely some that, you know, just don't get it anymore. They don't know the day to day. Um, more often, though, in my is, is that the other way around is there's not a lot of understanding for what it's like outside of the classroom. And that's not a knock against teachers. There's just no way for them to truly understand. There's just, there's, until you've done it, you can't get it. You know, I've heard mm -hmm. people throw around the idea that, you know, an administrator should teach one class a month or one class a quarter, like whatever. They should have to be back in the classroom to see the the real experience of what it is. I wish we could do that the other way around too. Um, and like make teachers spend a, a quarter out of the classroom, like do something <laughs> out of the classroom because once you see sort of the absurdity of what things are like, the, there's so much going on behind the scenes that, like I said, I try to shield my teachers from, I don't want my teachers to know all this other stuff that's going on. I don't need my ninth grade teacher to understand that my 11th grade English team is understaffed. Don't have enough people have too many kids mm -hmm. in other classes. Mm -hmm. If one of them's brand new, has no idea what they're doing. I'm trying to help with that. And like, you know, the other one I think has ADHD or whatever, like whatever that may be, like can't have a straight conversation, like it, it, whatever those reasons are like, and those aren't specifics. I mean, those have all happened in my career, but they're not like, you know, it's just, it's all over the place. And so like what I do, I can barely explain to my wife what I do on a given day. Like I can mm -hmm. barely tell her and I see her every day. Uh, right. And like, 
to to really understand what's going on outside and then to be able to marry those two things back together i think that's the thing is is we have we look at you know teachers look at admin is disconnected admin sees the teachers don't have the full picture and and then there's no way to get those two things married back together um i try to believe that i do that somewhat or at least i try to do that um mm-hmm. where I, I try to explain to teachers like is here's here's some of the things you're not seeing right like you get to be in your four walls and i envy you because i would love to be back in my four walls sometimes um but you know and then i try to explain to admin too who are trying to suggest something like okay i hear you but like what about this what might they say this you know and that may not be people on my campus and sometimes it's the people above us when they come do walks and you know they come on the day of a standardized test and it's like the standardized test was in the morning and now we're on a modified schedule for the second half of the day and they want to know why the english class isn't doing a rigorous instructional activity after right. their mo- standardized english test this morning and i'm like okay yeah i mean i hear you but they literally mm-hmm. tested this morning like this is the fact that they're reflecting on the test actually is valuable because they're gonna have to take it again so like it may not be rigorous but it's also the day of the test. Like, come on, like, work with yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I got, I got a couple of questions. Well, well first of all, because um, this is what I imagine, you know, um, I, have a, I have a flair for the dramatic. So how often is there a teacher in your office that is either bawling their eyes out because, you know, they, they need to see your guy about some anti-anxiety um, meds or that they are, like, just ballistic like screaming and yelling because of something that a co-worker or a student did and they are literally like enraged and you need to like talk them off the um the ledge because they are just like uh super super mad i mean one of those two probably happens at least weekly um wow like i mean uh net, again last school more common just again the stress the pressure of it there's a lot more pressure involved mm-hmm. um but here, even still, it still happens for sure. I mean, the new law definitely put a lot of people on edge. Um, so, I mean, that that was truly talking people off the ledge. I mean, that's what it was. And it was like, listen, I understand. And it is, and that's what I kept on saying. It's like, it is unbelievably wrong. You are right about that. But it is not quite as bad as it sounds, which unfortunately is the best I can give you. So, you know, oh. I mean, and I think I generally, despite the fact that I'm apparently gotten crustier, I think I generally um, am that calming presence on campus. Again, it helps that I'm on a lot of medication, <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, they. But I'm generally that calming presence. Um, yeah. I, I, even when I'm freaking out inside, I try to keep a level head and just sort of mix a combination of apathy and calmness. That that even though I really really care deeply, I try to say, "All right, not that big a deal. Here's what we're going to do. What do you suggest? You know, bringing it back to." concrete things we can directly fix i think that's usually the way to go you know and and yeah but i would say weekly i would have a crisis conversation of some kind wow. uh, um and, and back to the um admin get it or not getting it um it's funny and then he, he finally did get it but i had this um conversation because I, I knew i knew where to, why he was suggesting this but so over the summer i had this idea and i proposed to my principal my principal said sure that sounds great you can you, you can run with that and it, um, I call it, um, I'll take five, right? And so I asked um, uh, the guidance counselors to get me like the 50 um, or more, like 50, I said, I don't know how many teachers I'll have volunteered for this. So, but I want like 50 to 100 of the lowest performing kids in the school 
especially the ones that are freshmen or sophomores, because we put a lot of emphasis, as you do as well, on the seniors and getting them across the stage. If they've gotten that far, there are like a million supports and things that are going on with them. But the yep. kids that come in as a freshman and struggled passing that first math or that pass by first English class, it's like basically enrolling them in summer school or something like that. And I said, so this would be the idea. Teachers, and when I said it to the faculty, I said, listen, this is for teachers that have some margin, that have some bandwidth left. If you've been teaching the same class for five or six years and you know you don't need to create something from scratch or you, or you know that you've got, you're in a good situation. If you just got two new classes you're teaching or you've been teaching one or two years, you're not, this is not for you. And I said, so you'll have five kids and every week um, that, that aren't your students, but that you have their schedule, you go around and pop by their class during your planning period once a week and call them out in the hallway and talk to them for five minutes. So five kids, five minutes, I call them, I'll take five. And um, and in the beginning, just develop the relationship. Hey, how are you doing? What's going on? You know what I mean? You know, blah, 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 blah. You know, um, I just want to be there. I'm, I was like assigned to help you um, to navigate this, this support. And then after like about a month or so, I would have them as, hey, bring out your Chromebook and let's see what, what your grades are doing. And hey, what's going on with this class? How can I help you out that? And even like had some conversation with some teachers and go, hey, Johnny's struggling in your class. What's the best way for him to like get back on track? Um, and so, I, you know, they let me go with it. I got like about like 10, 11 teachers that were doing it and, and um, going reasonably well. And, and the kids seemed to like it and the teachers seemed to be doing okay. But like after like when I said it, one of the, a different admin, not my principal, came to me and said, hey, um, maybe you could have um, your, uh, there's teachers each time they meet with a kid, fill out a Google form so that we could track the data of how the interaction went. <laughs> no, sir. I said, and I, and I got like my, like, like, like I blacked, bucked up. I'm like, I will not ever <laughs> give a teacher another form to fill out. I, I, I will not. That will not happen. I and then, and then you cried out freedom, are, right? And you like rolled off on your horse. Right. I'm like, they are volunteering and <laughs> I am not making this any more of a burden to them than it actually is. I said, here's what I will do. We will put a, we will put one column with the kid's GPA as it currently stands and one column with their GPA at the end of the year. That's the data, nothing else. Okay. He's like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> so in all, in all seriousness, that is, that is when I talk about things I do to, to simplify the job or try to take things away from the teacher's plate and work with them. You know, that that's, that's the stuff I do. Um, you know, I, I'm moderately good with spreadsheets, probably a little more than moderately, um, with spreadsheets. Um, but I, that's what I do is I try to automate processes. I try to simplify things. I try to like, you know, get everything in one place and make it simple on all parts involved. Um, so, you know, one example, and it's not a fully fledged, I'm a fully finished it, but IEP writing process is mm -hmm. a nightmare for every oh. teacher. And I mean, it's, so, it's, it's awful, right? Like having to put all the documentation and evidence and remember the kids goals and go back and forth. And then I was actually over the ESC department and realized how much is even worse on the back end. Cause mm -hmm. even, even if you get the teacher inputs, there's still five hours of work for every IEP meeting just to happen. Like it's all this stuff. I'm like, okay. yeah. And it's like, this, you know, the, my, my staffing specialist is looking at 17 different places to try to get all this data organized in one. And I'm like, oh, well, I can help with that. That's easy. And so I put together, you know, I just pulled all the reports into one place and built a system that my staffing specialist can click a button. Actually, we automated it, it runs every Monday. 
she puts in when this, the IEP meetings are in, in the system, right? She says, okay, this kid has an IEP meeting this date, this date, this date. Three weeks out, it sends the first email to all the teachers. So it sends it to that specific student's teachers. In the email is a link to a Google form so that they're not having to find a paper and do all that stuff, but also the kid's actual goals. Like these are the things we need data about. So now they also don't have to go back and look at the IEP before they go write the input. It's all right there for them, right? Like it's one place. They submit it. If they submit it the first time, unbothered, no problem. If it gets a week later, they haven't submitted it. They get a reminder. Hey, FYI, this needs to get submitted. Please make sure you fill this out, you know, whatever. Um, but then on the back end, the, 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 the staffing specialist or whoever's writing the IEPs, they have one dashboard where they pick a kid from a dropdown and it pulls in all the IEP input forms that the teachers have filled out. It pulls in all the test scores, all the grades, all the everything that they've been looking 27 places for all in one place for them. So I take two hours off of the IEP writing process for every kid. Now my staffing specialist has two extra hours, you know, has 10 hours a week extra to now get into classrooms to support teachers with instructional strategies for my ESE kids, right? So it's that kind of stuff where we have just, there's no systems, there's no structures, there's no supports. And it really just takes, you know, considering the big picture and looking at all the moving pieces and going, okay, well, this is slowing us down here. This is slowing us down here. Let's put it all together. I'll automate the whole thing. And boom, there we go. Now we take hours off everybody's plate and either you get to go home earlier and enjoy some liquid courage, or you get to get into a classroom and help a teacher, you know? So right. that's what I try to do. And the challenge is obviously, I think in that is there are people who like, like that sounds like unbelievably efficient and good. And, and the, um, there are administrators or, or people that have some kind of, some kind of support staff that think they're doing something that's like that. That's actually making it like six times as complicated for, um, for the, for the, for the other end. And they don't, and they don't realize like what the, what the, um, what, what the user um, interface is like. Right. And that's where hopefully, you know, if I get to stay at a school long enough, I've built relationships with the staff and the staffing specialists or so whoever I'm working with, you know, it's always a collaborative process. It's mm -hmm. what are you doing? How are you doing this? What does it look like for you? What's your process? Explain this to me. Okay. Well then when you do this, how does that like, it's always that explain, explain, explain. And then it's like, okay, well, what if I did this? You know, it's always conversations before I go build something, you know, it's yeah. kind of like, it's kind of like you said, it's like, Hey, can we make a form? <laughs> nope. All right, cool. Can we do something else? Like, how can we do something else? Can we look at test scores? Can we look at grades? Can we look at something on the back end that's not putting the work back on the teacher? Right. Well, I, I like your approach even just to like asking the teachers. I mean, I don't know how many times, you know, you get you get this thing from the admin where they're like, guys, guys, I've got this great idea. It's going to be awesome. And, <laughs> and everyone's just like, but, um, but just, they're like, no, it's going to be minimal paper paperwork it's just just okay god we're going to collect some data and then you know the subject is and do the same thing we're going to plan to do anyway you know right. and, and <laughs> so no it's it's but there's been the odd time yeah where someone like genuinely comes like what do you need what do you want um and and then something like actually targeted to making your life better happens because so many times like these these initiatives and these time savers are are not they are the opposite of time savers it's just more admin like i have enough admin on any given day like i could hire someone probably half time just to do admin for me yeah. just me mm -hmm. yep. yeah it's 
It's ridiculous. It's a, it is kind of it is kind of cool how many times I have sent someone a spreadsheet and their reply is like, "Oh my god, this saves me so much time." That yeah. is kind of neat. That's that's what I that feel like. Cool. Maybe I've well, that's what maybe you I've want. done something good. Like maybe this actually yeah. works. Cool. cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. yeah. I mean, it's yeah. it's interesting how much rhetoric there is around like cutting red tape and reducing workload and all these things. And so, in order to reduce your workload, we're going to introduce this new thing. And mm-hmm. it's like, but that's more. Like yep. yes, if, so, yeah. that Can happens a lot, and mm-hmm. uh, so no, good on you it for like the, it is the um the um the new pair of scissors that's in the plastic that you need scissors to get it to get it out of. It, it, it's, 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 <laughs> yep. Yep. absolutely. Um, and I will say this that this this has just been like a, a a mantra of mine all the time, especially when I have conversations with teachers about something idiotic that um admin is asking us to do. Because I had one that was that was very much like this all all the time. But then I came up with different stuff, and I would be like, oh, "Do you know who this makes happy? Our boss's boss. <laughs> That's what this is. This is. They don't think this is going to make our school better, but this gives them a thing that when their boss says, "What are you doing about blah blah blah? Look what I have. Look at the shiny thing that my teachers are doing now." I've, I've, I, all my teachers are doing this. I've, I, I created this shiny thing. Oh, well, look at you. You've done this Google form. You made all the teachers fill out. Yeah, you're so good. Or, I mean, you know, and the, the, like that, unfortunately, that is part of the job, right? Like, I have to be able to, when my boss's boss sits all of us down at our school and says, you have this in your data, what are you doing about it? Mm-hmm. I have to be able to say X, Y, and Z. Like, I have to be able to tell them, here are the things we are doing. When we all know, that they know, but we all know that everything we do every day affects everything else we do every day. Right. And every data point is impacted by every decision we make. So, like, really, we're always doing a thousand things about everything, but whatever. Yeah. I have to be able to say. But I think one of the things that helps me and has helped me as an admin is, like, when I need that to be done, I tell people, listen, this is extra work. I'm sorry, but I have to be able to do this or you get a different boss. Like, I, I've been like, that's the tick. Like, I don't have a job. I have to be able to defend you. I have to be able to defend me, but I have to be able to show it. And unfortunately, that means I have to have you fill out this Google Sheet. And I'm going to make it as simple as humanly possible. I'm not going to make you give me things I can find myself. Like, yeah. give me a student ID number. You don't have to put in their name and their their birth date and their grade exactly. level. Exactly. Thank you. you. That. Thank you. That. Just Thank give you. me an ID number. In. And then the piece I actually need from you. The only thing I need from you is this. So I need ID number and this. That's it. This just this just in admin. If you've got a Google form, it actually can collect my email. I don't need to type out or copy and paste my email. Stop <laughs> making me do that. Okay. Never, you I don't never. need a drop you don't need a drop down box with my with my with my name in it. No, 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 no. Just like yes. Stop it. Stop it. You know, and if your email address is not actually what you need, you can do a VLOOKUP. You can VLOOKUP email address to teacher personnel number or whatever else. And um, very clean, smooth segue to like, that's why I'm creating a course on how to use Google Sheets for administrators. And Tell us more, Bradley Schreffler. Tell us more, please. I'm still Where can I go? What can I click on? So, Take my uh, money. Brett. Bradshurfler.com slash courses uh, is where it's going to be. And I'm sure we can put that in show notes. Are there show notes yet? I keep hearing about them. There's but I great show notes. Uh, yeah, there's show notes. There's fantastic oh, okay. Okay. show Just, notes. Okay. They're, they're so okay. good. Oh, I keep yes. hearing about yes. them. They're, they're I, amazing. Typical, I, unprofessional development show notes. I screwed it up long enough to where Shane said, okay, I'll take care of it. Like, cool. Cool, 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 cool. That's okay. what happened. Um, but yeah, there'll be a, I can give you guys a link. We'll throw it in. You can throw it in the show notes. But it's Bradshurfler.com slash courses. There, there, awesome. There is, a, there is a free level. 
um, that will, you know, four, four introductory courses that'll give you VLOOKUP and basic math functions. VLOOKUP, by the way, is the thing that makes my life easy. And I don't know what VLOOKUP is, by the way. So that's, it's the thing that people ask me to do more often than anything. It's the thing that people make, like, believe I'm a wizard because I can do it. That's how come I can ask for a student ID number and get the name and the, the grade level and everything else. Like, it's looking from one sheet to another one to find information about the same fact. So I, okay, I, it's basically doing a control F on its own. This is okay. what it's doing. Amazing. Um, okay. So free course on that free course on a few other things as well. And then, you know, if that's working for you, we can, you know, I've got, I've, I've been told repeatedly that people want to know how to do the spreadsheets I make. And so I have full school-wide data management systems that are simplifying processes for my whole school and not making a lot of work on me as the person running them. So I figured it was about time I went ahead and put it all down and made it available. Make some okay. sweet, sweet cash. Cool. So obviously I'm, I'm both concerned about time and I want to say something that I want to say. Okay. <laughs> um, so which okay. one of those takes priority, Mealy? I can guess. I can guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, let me get out of this out but oh my goodness um but it was like the the end of like the covid year and we had to go back in and clean up our classrooms and they're trying to minimize how many people were on campus at a time and we had this insane google form that was like um 60 questions okay where we had to click all the times that we didn't want to come to campus. So like Tuesday at 10 a.m., you have to go to the drop-down box, don't want to come to campus. Wednesday, Tuesday at 11 a.m., don't want to come to campus. Tuesday at noon, I, I'm like, oh my God, why are you making me do this? I'm like, this is- Why didn't you just do a sign-up genius? Like that would be so much like, easier. There's 8,000 easier ways to do it. I'm like, this is the most, I, I love it to be 20 minutes. I want, it's like the other four where I wanted to come for one hour to school to clean up my room. And I'm like, I'm like, like, what are you going to do with this data? This is going to be insane for you to go over. It's going to look horrible for you. So, uh, yeah. There you go. Uh, but Brad, no. tell so us a Brad, funny story. Yeah, tell us a funny story. <laughs> um, all right. So, oh, okay. This is a good one. Since I've talked about spreadsheets, you know, sometimes I make mistakes. and talking about mistakes. Um, so, I made a spreadsheet one time that the goal of it, the goal of the system was to email all the parents of kids who had been missing too much school, okay? And we were trying to do it as a specific targeted, here's a support structure we're trying to put in place. I, I forget what it was, or doing Saturday school or something. I don't know. We had a, some plan that we were trying to launch. And so this email was supposed to go out and say, hey, you know, just to let you know, your 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 child has missed X number of days for the last however many, you know, weeks or, you know, months or whatever. And this is their, some of their grades and whatever. Um, and so then I, I went through it, my team and I looked at it. We're like, yeah, it looks great. No problem. Awesome. Awesome. Um, and somebody went through and, and filtered my, or sorted my spreadsheet, but they didn't sort all the columns. They only sorted like three of the columns. And so <laughs> I did not know they had done this. And oh, I hit the button no. to send the emails. Oh. And so the emails went out with the correct email address, student name, but the wrong grades, attendance, everything else. So oh. like 
half our NHS kids, like our National Honor Society kids, their parents got emails saying that they had like D's and F's and had missed 27 days of school. Oh, and no. And the amount of responses, I had kids coming to my office like, why did you do this? I don't have this. My mommy is my great thing. I'm taking away. I'm not doing it. I was like, oh, God. Oh, oh my. Number of phone calls I had to make. And like just... I, yes, you're right. That that was an accident. It's okay. I, I'm sorry. We're sending updated information later this week. And it was a while before my administration would let me send emails uh, to parents. They're like, no, you're not on <laughs> You're not automating anything anymore. I'm like, it was. It wasn't even my fault. Like, seriously. Oh, that is so, good stuff. But yes, that was that a very was, uh, yeah, that, that was, was a very efficient ideal. screw up, though, right? Like, yeah, think of all the time efficient. you saved. If you wanted to screw up that big manually, it would take forever. Yeah, I would. It, it, well, so that's, and at that's, some that's, point I probably would have noticed too. Like that's one of those times where like had I seen a kid I know as a straight A student and been like, wait a minute, they don't belong on this list, but I didn't. And yeah, well so, done. There you go. Well done. Yep, there we go. Awesome. But but anyway, but, and as we always say at the end, guys, um, please please you know tell some friends that you listen to this podcast. Okay. Um, now you know how to run straight away from Gators and. Uh, some if, other things you might have learned today. If you're at an so, open and, mic night or something like that, just t- instead of telling jokes, just tell the audience about this show. That's, that's what I'm saying. Exactly. I will. Recap I will. It. Recap. Okay. Go to open night and recap this episode. Yes. Right. Do that. You, you could. You could go to a local open mic night and just go up there and go, hey, I don't have any jokes, but if you want to hear some, tune into the Unprofessional Development Podcast. That, there you that's, go. That's, 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 that's fantastic. That's a tight 20 work, seconds right there. If you're, in, if you're in charge of the church bulletin, okay, it's your church. <laughs> put a link to the put a link to the you know the thing in the in the church bulletin. Whatever you can do, okay. All right, and as always, stay unprofessional. Get ready to take the guesswork out of choosing a school. Go to Edmonton Public Schools Open House. Meet the staff and ask your questions to learn about their schools and programs. Explore your options and. Find the school that feels right. Find event dates and learn how to make the most out of your visit at openhouse.epsb.ca. Know before you go and feel confident and excited when you get there.